Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Loosen Conversational Podcast. My name's David, and along with co-host Jen, we sit down weekly with friends old and new over drinks, and we talk about whatever. Before I get into the introduction, do I sound a little bit different? I think I do, and I think it's crazy. I'm using a different mic than I normally do just for the introduction. I normally use a Shure 55SH, and it's cool. It's the Elvis mic. I like the way it looks, and I don't mind the way it makes me sound. But I thought I'd try something different, so I basically borrowed a Beta 58A. And listen to me, I sound like I should be playing jazz late night. Anyway, enough about the microphones. Welcome to episode 11, everybody. Travis Ridgen is a goalie for Varberg HK, a Division Three hockey team in Sweden. We sat down with him during his cross-country search for open ice and grey market games of shinny. Sweden has started to lock things down a bit too, and they don't have Division Three hockey anymore. Travis is back in Canada, and he's not just sitting on his ass. Nope, he's traveling this country by train, looking for open ice, and creating content on YouTube. This podcast is exactly what you would expect if Jen and I sat down with a 20-something hockey player. Travis is a real character, and it was a lot of fun to shoot the shit with him for a while. Enjoy the podcast, and make sure you check out Travis's YouTube channel. There is a link on loosenconversational.com, or just search Trav for Oilers. T-R-A-V, then the number 4, then O-I-L-E-R-S. You won't regret it. Stay loose, everyone. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Loosen Conversational Podcast. idea behind this podcast, um, which we've been doing now for, I guess this is our officially 10th episode, so we're still kind of new. Oh, I, I gotta say, we did listen to your last podcast in the car yesterday. Love the fact that you just talk about wrenches and hammers and ropes all day. <laughs> Which one? We, uh, episode nine, you're talking about the guy's hog. Oh, oh episode yeah. Nine? Yeah, episode yeah. nine, you're just talking about hogs. <laughs> did you talk, did, was it, would you know which one you listened to? Uh, it was episode nine. Oh yeah, Cletus, so that one we, we were we were no episode nine was Brent. That was the one oh, before this one. Yeah. So that one we were talking about another podcast we did. If you listen to any of our podcasts, if if you enjoy that, listen to the Cletus one. Okay, the Cletus one. Yeah, yeah Cletus. Cletus is actually isn't his real name, but the uh, the funny thing is, so the whole idea behind this podcast is, you know, whenever you sit around with people and you have a few drinks, you usually get a little bit more genuine of a conversation. So I won't tell the whole story, but it turned into a podcast. Cletus was a guy I used to work with, and he's in the the lifestyle, which if you listen to it, you can learn all about. And that was the first one where we couldn't use the room you're sitting in. So we had to move to actually the room you stayed in, which is where we recorded the Cletus podcast. So last minute we moved it. Long story short, I started drinking really, really quickly at the beginning of the podcast. The snowflake turned into the blizzard. I got so drunk, I don't remember recording the podcast. And we cut, I had to cut like half of it out, but holy smokes. <laughs> it was loose. Oh, it was loose, all right. It was too loose, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jan and Cletus are heroes for putting up with me because, like, you know that annoying friend you get when they get too drunk? Yeah. They talk over you. They're not listening. friend that talks over you all the time? No, I have no idea what that's like. (laughs) Yeah. All righty. So, Travis or Trav. I'll call you Travis because I'm not going to remember to call you Trav. Um, And if at some point you want us to start using a a fake name, as some of our guests do, just let us know. But No, it's it's my legal one. So, yeah, Travis, tell us all about who you are and what you're doing and try and take an hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when I was born, it was a Monday and uh, 
Was it really a Monday? Do you know for it, sure it was a Monday? It was a Monday. It was Monday okay, at okay. <laughs> uh, 9.15. Oh, if you want to start there, go right ahead. Oh, God. 9.15 a.m. Monday. <laughs> have you done yeah. your, have you you done your natal chart with all this information? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting like bad deja vu right now of uh, my last girlfriend I had. She used to talk like that all the time. Like, honey, she, she was big on asking about how your day is. And okay, honey, how is your day? I know she's going to tell me, but she wanted to be, you know, be acknowledged. Honey, how is your day going? Well, I woke up, I brushed my teeth, <laughs> I washed my toothbrush up, and I put it back in the toothbrush holder, and then I rotated 90 degrees. And it just, it would just go on and on and on. So I just. No wonder she's your ex girlfriend. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I can put up with a lot, but. No. But not asking how your day was. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> I mean, I like to know, but I don't need to know those kind of details. That's more like a, you know what I mean? That's like a novel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. You were born at Monday, 9.15 a.m. <laughs> yeah, uh, Monday, June 24th, 1996, 9.15 a.m., approximately 9.15 a.m. at the uh, Victoria General Hospital in Winnipeg, and I was birthed. My father actually cut my umbilical cord. He, he wrecked it. He ruined it. I got a really fucked up belly button because of him. It's a lot of pressure for a new dad. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of pressure for a new dad. <laughs> well, actually, I so I, I was the, the first kid of like uh, my mom and dad, but like my dad was married previously and he had another kid, so he, he didn't have any excuses. Like this was his second rodeo. <laughs> Maybe you had a difficult umbilical cord. <laughs> Maybe you were the problem, Travis. Is <laughs> an ish mean an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i was born then it, it all went downhill and, and here we are now you know with you know making the youtube videos attempting to I, I tell people i make youtube videos i don't know if you know what i mean well yeah, you do i, I, I mean you well, make I, them whether people like them that's a different question yeah. well <laughs> there, there's two aspects to it so I, I play hockey overseas in sweden i tell people i play pro hockey in it, but it's in my instagram bio that i'm really just a glorified cheese grater and all realities of it and then i tell people that i make youtube videos or Vlog, shall we say, but it's really just me with a camera for eight minutes to try to get some ads on YouTube and uh, you know try to pay rent on time, which is a couple months behind right now. But we're catching up. <laughs> Thank God for COVID, hey, and that rent oh. relief. <laughs> no, it doesn't stop some landlords. They want their money and they come. They want it today. So, so uh, you're you're a goalie, right? Yeah, I'm a goalie. Oh, thank God, I got one thing right. <laughs> So you tell us a little bit about how you first off, how did you end up in Sweden and who do you play for in Sweden? Currently, I play for a team called the uh, Varberg uh, HK, Varberg um, Hockey Club in Sweden. They're just outside Gothenburg. They're about uh, an hour and a half outside of Gothenburg in uh, the third division in Sweden. And I started playing in around Stockholm for a team called Flemingsburg in the second division. And uh, I, I had an agent who got me signed there, actually. So I, I went to a camp, main camp in the, the Federal League in um, uh, Columbus, Georgia. And uh, the guy that I was rooming with at the time, him and I kind of became friends, whatever. And probably about January of last year, so about a year ago, he, he hits me up. He's like, hey, man, you know, I, I know you got sent home. Things aren't, aren't looking great, but why don't I hook you up with my agent? Maybe he can help you out and, and get you signed somewhere. I said, okay, you know, like, well, what do I have to lose, right? So, uh, you know, get the guy working on, on the horn, making calls. And I get an offer to go play in Sweden. So we signed that in April. And this is like right when the pandemic started to really affect hockey. And a lot of people were still the mindset of like, everything's going to come back to normal in a couple months. It'll be fine. But at the time... And honestly, God, at the time, we both, well, I sat down and I told him, I said, listen, like, I want to be prepared just in case something doesn't, you know, things don't go back to the way they are. I want to sign this deal. We got it. We got a guaranteed offer because Sweden at this time is the only country that hasn't really done anything. Like, it is business as usual. So we'll sign in Sweden. That's our backup offer, shall we say, which ended up being the primary offer now. But and then we'll, we'll work on something because I wanted to play college. And so as time went on and you sport and all these other different Canadian colleges and, and whatnot shut down, it seemed like, okay, well, I guess this is the only option we got. So good thing we signed it back on April when nobody wanted to sign, right? Everybody wanted to go for, for their options. But um, so I ended up signing and then 
ended up uh, being there for four months and then I ended up coming home uh, beginning of last month and then here we are because of the COVID shutdown. So COVID is ruining everything. So they finally did eh? in Sweden. So they, they shut everything down now. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy is like when we went over there, like, so I had a roommate and when we went over there, it was just absolutely normal. Like huh. if you, if you had gone into a coma beginning of March and woken up in Sweden, you would be like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing different here. You know, like there's thousands of people in the grocery store, but nobody wears masks. You know, I would have been more curious about why I wasn't woke up in Sweden. <laughs> Fell asleep in Edmonton, woke up in Sweden. Sounds like a good Edmonton, story, you miss. Yeah, but I'd be glad if they said, well, because the rest of the world's got this pandemic and everything's horrible. And I'd be like, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> right, yeah. when, you, when you go back, you're like, oh, God, this is a bad nightmare. I need to wake up. Just start pinching yourself, throwing hot water, cold water on yourself. But every, everything is normal. Like, I think the, the moment that sticks out to me the most about how Sweden being so normal is that, you know, here, obviously, you've got these, these hordes of lineups of people that span blocks long to get into a mall that can only house 90 people in a thousand capacity mall. And then in Sweden, in the mall of Scandinavia, the biggest mall in Europe, or one of the bigger malls in Europe, it's like a five-story mall, thousands upon thousands of people, no masks, no sanitizer, no distancing, just jammed in there like sardines, living about life, not a worry in the world. And I just remember thinking this, like, at home right now, people are losing their shit. And there's <laughs> yeah. a thousand people in line at the grocery store. You're trying to get a you know, it, so you've seen both. So not to get on the pandemic, but I mean, you've seen both and obviously none of us are experts. But which one do you, if you had to pick one, what would you pick? The way Sweden's doing it or the way we're doing it? Well, well Sweden shut day, down I, now. I, I, yeah. Well, so here, here's the thing. Sweden, when, when the UK shut down for the second time, that was, I think, middle of October, end of October, give or take. In Europe, the, the travel is tight. Like the only place you can go to is Sweden. So when the Brits got locked down, where do you think they wanted to go to? Sweden, right? So you got all of these travel vloggers in Europe on YouTube or in uh, the UK on YouTube. They're all like, hey, look, I'm going to Sweden. Well, what do you think they brought with them? Oh, right? the COVID, the vid. <laughs> the, the variant. So now all of a sudden, Sweden is getting 20,000 cases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they got like 20,000 cases a day. And this is after I've gone home. Because originally, oh, wow. they were having, um, I think we were having around four or 5,000 cases a day. And the population is about 10 million in Sweden. And we, we had uh, we had a couple of guys in our locker room actually have COVID. And I'm not supposed to say it, but you know, a couple of guys in the room, you know, may or may not be sitting beside me in the room. I didn't get it. I'm, I'm fine. Plus I'm the rest are in Sweden or around the world. They're not listening to this. Yeah, I don't. we're not big in Sweden. <laughs> we're big in, where are we big Yet. in? Taiwan, Yet. where are we? <laughs> Japan, big in Japan. Everybody's under five feet. But um, no, just everything's so just so different over there. Like I remember even like skating in Ontario over the summer in Manitoba. Like you, you can only come in 15 minutes before. You can't use the showers. You can't use the locker room. You can't this. You can't that. No water bottles on the bench. I had a, a, a Zamboni guy in Winnipeg this summer scream at me because I put a water bottle and a GoPro on the bench. He's like, you can't use the bench. He's just freaking out, <laughs> right? This guy's losing his shit because now he's got to sanitize the bench for whatever reason. And, and he's so hard done by. And then – you go to Sweden, I'm showing up to the rink two hours before practice, not a worry in the world. I'm, I'm hanging out, I'm having a shower, I, you know, I'm having a couple of drinks, not alcoholic, you know, a couple of Gatorades, you know, a couple of waters, whatever, having a snack, having a stretch, having a warm-up routine, socializing, having a good time. I'm going to go tape my stick outside, come back in, you do whatever you want. You want to socialize, have a shower with the fellas after, do whatever you want. I put my water bottle on the bench. I can shoot pucks in the Zamboni for all I care. <laughs> and then back home, these guys are losing their shit over the simplest of things. Now, you could at the same time, there's a reason Sweden is exploding right now and there's no hockey, probably because everything was wide open. But if you have my opinion, I would night and day rather be living in the Sweden that I saw than any of the shit that I've seen on our side of the continent for the last year. 
Sorry. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Two weeks ago, I might have disagreed with you, but I agree with you now. David was a real big rule follower who would shame anybody who varied even the littlest bit. That might be a little bit of an overstatement. But. Oh, I will get witnesses to back this. I, cer- I certainly followed the rules myself and advocated and for them. And you publicly shamed people. Anyways, you've come a long way in the last week. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. <laughs> which, which, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, nobody knows, right? Nobody knows. That's the thing. So you came back to Canada and now you're, now explain what you're doing now. Because Megan explained to me a couple of times and I, I still don't understand what the hell she was talking about. So. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out myself, to be quite frank with you, Dave. <laughs> I was anticipating being in Sweden probably to like the middle of April, give or take, to you know finish up the season, come back home, do my quarantine. We're beginning of May, do my off season, and then hopefully carry on in September again. But now that you know the season is done, basically everywhere in the world except for the top levels of pro, like the true top levels of pro, they're still going because they have the dough. Everything else is done. So it's looking forward to the next season. That's what my agent tells me. That's what everybody else seems to be doing. So for right now, I'm trying to live my best life. I think that's what they say. And <laughs> I'm trying to train for next season, trying to get any edge that I can in a times where everything's being shut down, trying to make videos still in a time where nobody wants to travel and make videos. Well, I'll still do it and try not to die of boredom. And by the way, if anybody from the Oilers who are looking for a goalie, Oh, there you right. go. I tweeted at their uh, at the newspaper guy yesterday. He said, "Yeah, they're bringing in somebody for uh, Smith, I think Olivier Rodrigue." And I yeah. said, "If you need somebody in the next thirteen days uh, before his quarantine's done, I'm I'm in Edmonton and I'm available. And I will work for free." Yeah, you do it for free. Wouldn't do it for free. I do it for free. Let him do it for free, David. You and know what? Just... If you do it for NHL cheap, that's still a regular person bank. Well, see, here, here's the thing. I go in there. I say, oh, I'll do it for free. They think, oh, he's a good guy, man. we got to bring this guy in. This guy's a team player. You go in there, and then when you're about to leave, anything that's not nailed down, you take it, put it in your bag, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have a plan, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. 24 rolls of tape, all the stick, every stick that Connor McDavid has, I'm taking it oh, with me. Oh, there you go. No, <laughs> tissues, you can sell that shit on eBay, right? Like any tissues with DNA, you know, like all no, that. See, here's the thing. you got, you got to wait like 12 months before you sell that stuff. you got to disperse it evenly, right? <laughs> Jen, Jen, yeah, Jen. Do you know what a tissue with DNA on it? Do you know where that DNA came from? If you could get some Connor McDavid sperm, my sister would take it. (laughs) Oh yeah, and I would sell it to her for top dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Can you you imagine? I'm sitting beside Connor in the locker room, just like, hey man, like, um, what are you doing tonight? Oh yeah. Well, maybe I can help clean up after or something. Like if, if you want. Do you mind you if I do you mind if I jerk you off into this hermetically sealed tube? He probably needs a fluffer just like you do, Travis, you know. Just just put it into this jar if you don't mind. Yeah, but he's been he's been famous for so long. Imagine what his fluffer has to do by now. Because it's not regular stuff. Oh, is it Army Hammer stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the Army Hammer thing that's oh going on gosh. is. Oh my gosh, well, I've been trying to follow it, but... Uh, hey, sorry, this is what we do once we start getting loose. <laughs> we just diverge. But I do want to know what Army Hammer's doing. Well, apparently he's into like really like cannibalism and like really rough sex, but not with his wife because he respects his wife too much. Yeah, so really? he was like sliding into people's DMs and like really... Wait, getting- what do you mean? How are you into... Can- do you know what cannibalism is? How are you into that? Well, I, I mean, no one's, I mean, he hasn't answered any questions that people have asked, but yeah, he's like told his ex-girlfriend that he wants to barbecue and eat her. And like, like he's really into like some really creepy shit. <laughs> like you're pounding, like you're pounding a girl. And then you're like, I really want to eat your finger. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's oh. the finger. I think he really wants like the meat, you know, but uh, I got uh, new respect for Army Hammer. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a respect thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> like you, you want your gal to be classy. Like, for example, like, you don't want to see her do some dirty things like clockwise rim jobs, your counterclockwise clockwise rim jobs. But, you know, the girl you made at the bar, go to town, just just chew that up, you know, like, yeah, I'll eat her like a hamster's yeah. water bottle, yeah. you know? So, so yeah. yeah, the girl told me she wanted a foot. I want a foot too. <laughs> so anyways, he's withdrawn from movies and now he's publicly been shamed. <laughs> That's about a foot, right? Poor army. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So I was, I went on Twitter. You have a Twitter. I assume it was yours who was really into the bachelor and the bachelorette. Yes. That, that, that might, yeah, I haven't, I, I got rid of my personal Twitter like a while ago, but I, I do enjoy a good, uh, I, I love drama. It's very entertaining. <laughs> I, so it wasn't you who was tweeting how you really liked Chad Johnson and that you were team Lauren. Uh, I don't know about Team Lauren, but I did enjoy Chad Johnson. I, I, I love when I love when he was ready to scrap guys. That was always oh good. Oh my god, he was a fucking nut. Yeah, <laughs> it's good TV. Well, you know what? See, like the, the normal formula of like I love you, but like I don't know if I love you back. And like, hey man, like I, I want to have my time with the girl, and then he just changed the whole dynamic of like, dude, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you right now. I don't even care about the girl. Like, I'm just gonna knock your front teeth in, beat the yeah. wheels off you. He definitely brought the drama. Yeah, it's great. Well, who says I love you after two weeks of knowing you? I mean, David probably would. But I mean, a normal person wouldn't. I mean, I mean, the one that really sent me home or or or, or <laughs> sold me on the show was the when he when he's just like lurking in the corner. He's like, "You think I can't find you? You think I won't show up at your house?" I remember that. That was great TV. <laughs> you think I won't find you somewhere in Colorado? I can find you. Oh, I've ne- I've never watched The Bachelor. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever thought, "Well, it might be okay." I mean, the that drama like is where it's at. Yeah. Anyways, there's there's another Travis on Twitter who's expressing these views, so it might still be your account. <laughs> That's by my account, but I haven't tweeted anything personal in like four years. I just gave it up. Yeah. Gave up yeah. Twitter. Oh, David's back on the Twitter, Twitterverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I need, I need like people to validate me. Although I don't. I'm like, like it's the first time in my life. I'm like the kid in high school nobody would talk to. <laughs> I think I'm being funny. I think I'm being cool and, and nothing. The best tweet I've had all month. And this is so humiliating. Next week, we're doing an OnlyFans episode. Oh. So Jen and I, <laughs> this is like an underlying theme in this podcast has been OnlyFans. So there's this one girl that kind of first introduced me to OnlyFans. I saw her on TikTok and I really like her story. Like I really like her story. So she said this one thing where she'll like talk about milestones where she went from like having no money to now she's trying to get enough money to buy a house. And then also that some people were trying to shame her for it. And she was like, hey, I'm trying to do the best thing I can for my kids and blah, blah, blah. So I replied, I just said, I admire you. Like, I don't know why I tweeted it. It was like one of those forgettable things you do. It's like my best tweet all year. It's got like 10,000 impressions and I'm like, fuck. What a creepy old white man. I know. It's just, I I forgot that other people would see it, right? I was like, hey, you got a great story. You know what's something funny and and judge me for what you will. OnlyFans, anybody like, so if you like Tana Mojo, you like Lana Rose, you can find all that stuff for free on Reddit fans. So Reddit slash OnlyFans. You are speaking to the choir here. We do not understand OnlyFans. That's our thing. Like you can, you have to pay for it. So yeah, so you got to pay for a subscription to like see the stuff or you pay to talk to them. Well, there's going to be that one dirtbag who does pay for it, but to throw everything on Reddit. So if you want to see the video, Uh you want to see the photo, it's all on Reddit slash OnlyFans. So you go to Reddit slash OnlyFans, search up Lana Rhodes, uh, Tana Mojo, like whoever you want to look at. You fire that in there, type it in your, in your Reddit, and boom, you see it all for free. There you go. No subscription required. Don't I? The girl we're actually having on next week, Kelsey, actually, I don't mind hers. I've, I've kind of become a bit of a convert uh, on it because I subscribed to it because I wanted to be creepy if she was going to have to sit and talk to me. I wanted yeah. her to know that I've seen her cooch. 
Although I've never <laughs> seen her, although I've never seen her cooch, but, but she's actually, yeah. yeah, well, she doesn't post that. So it's kind of hers is, I don't know how to say it. I don't know that I would pay a lot of money for it, but she kind of gives you some, she, I don't know how to explain it. Gives you <laughs> just, Kel's, Kel, I don't even know her name. Listen next week and then you can sign up to her OnlyFans. The, uh, but what Jen and I are experienced with outside of her has been like unattractive people, right? Yeah. Like they look good before you pay for it. And then you're like, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck have I signed up for? Yeah. yeah. And you don't pay your money and then get to see their stuff. It's basically most accounts, you pay your money and now you get a preview. And it's like, here, pay me another 10 bucks and you can see my tits. And I'm like, but I already paid you 10 bucks. <laughs> right? So I don't, we don't get it. No, we really don't. <laughs> the reason they make a lot of money and you and I don't. Yeah. Well, some of them do. Some of them do, right? It's like, hey, if you need a plan C, Travis, OnlyFans. That's where it's at. That's what we're saying. You know, somebody, was, somebody was telling me, like, like if I posted, like, some, like, semi-sluey pics and, like, a jockstrap, people would buy that. 100%. We, well, I've seen worse. I've seen worse, Travis. <laughs> well, I was Way like, worse. I, I posted the video version of that in the blog before. So like, what's the, what's the photo version going to do? You know, just a couple extra bucks to rake in. You know what? Off the podcast, ask David what you could do for a photo version. And he's got some uh, hints. <laughs> no, just, just he's listen to next in. week's. Just listen to next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't give it away, Jen. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, you don't really. The one thing I've learned about OnlyFans, I don't think you need to do anything. You can just hint that you're doing stuff and then saps will pay money. <laughs> Jen, Jen had oh, uh, a yeah. Jen. So Jen signed up to OnlyFans. I signed up to OnlyFans. And then we sort of compared what we were looking at. And I don't know whose was worse, me or Jen's. Like like the pictures, I, of, yeah, not pictures mine. of us, like like the, th- the things that we subscribe to. <laughs> And then here's the worst part. If you're a guy, she showed me a guy and uh, we actually did this on a podcast that never that we never released because it was a terrible podcast. But they showed this guy and he was like, OK, he was like a six or a seven. He had a big hammer. Yeah, he had a big hammer. And it was like three girls on the podcast and me. And they're like, oh, he's he's fucking gross. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> like, I, the, I don't, honestly don't understand what women are hoping to see on OnlyFans, because as far as I understood, the guy had the package. But nope, they're like, he's disgusting. I used to go to the strippers, and I'm aging myself now, but a long, long time ago. And back when male strippers actually went fully nude, and obviously they don't do that anymore. And so you would like go to the bar and like these like wangs were like, like just flapping around in the middle. You didn't of the date yourself until you called them wangs. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess for me, it was like, I don't want to see everything. I want the tease. I want the allure. I want, you know, just a little bit of Ooh, what's under the package. I don't want to see the package because it's not, it's not pretty. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's the chase. You live for the chase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, so like it's a, a new lo- toy. Once you play with a toy, you're like, oh, fuck, back to Toys R Us, back to Zellers. Get yeah. a new one. It's like, I've already seen it. What's the point now? You know, like. I honestly thought as we were getting ready to do this podcast, I'm like, this will be the first podcast we never talk <laughs> about dicks. Well, that's because you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we should change the name of the podcast. <laughs> So I do have a question because you're a goalie. We'll go back to hockey since David's such a prude. Um, So (laughs) how I this is like, how do you end up as goalie? Like, I don't understand how people. Actually, that's a good question. Goalie. (laughs) Well, 
I started playing hockey when I was four, and I, and I was always like a defenseman. And then, like my my dad always wanted me to be a defenseman. And then uh, so when I, when I was ten or nine, going on ten, I was at a school book fair, and I and I walked into the library for this book fair, and on on the the door was this big poster of like Mickey Kipperstock, Flames goalie, like back when they had the oh, yeah, yeah. against Tampa. And I walked up to the door and I looked up, and it was like this like awe moment of like, oh my god, like that's what I'm gonna do. And so I came home, I told my parents, and they didn't like it, but. <laughs> Here, here we are 14 years later. So, Did they dislike uh, it because they knew they are going to have to spend more on equipment? My, my dad tells me all the time. He says, oh, son, I didn't want you because I knew you had a lot of potential to be a great fourth. He knew the money that he was going to be dishing out. He knew it. <laughs> he knew the gear was expensive. He knew the ice was more expensive. He knew everything was more expensive. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is the ice more expensive? Huh. Well, for like one-on-one lessons, like to have a one-on-one goalie coach. Because like for a player, you can like share the ice with a couple guys and have like a one-on-one session. To oh, yeah. goalie, right? A lot more expensive. So, do you have a coach now? I, I've been rumored to be the guy who has a goalie coach in every state and province, but I, I have a couple that I work with. Um, I have one that I, I primarily work with in Winnipeg. I have a guy that I work with in Vancouver. Uh, I got a guy that oh, works cool. in London. What appeals to you about goalie? I mean, a poster does not sum it up. Like, what specifically is it? Because you're like the you get the hero cookie at the end of the game if you win. You know, like what what appeals to I you? I think it, it's it's something different. It, it's it's intense. It's challenging. It's the, like nobody's there to bail you. Like, occasionally there is somebody, but like you you make the save or you fuck up. It's simple as that, right? And then obviously like the gear looks really cool. The mask looks really cool. <laughs> These guys look badass in their gear and their sticks and their helmets and everything. Yeah. It was just, it was something different. I remember, so like my dad and my mom said to me after my first year, they're like, okay, like you drive for a year. If you don't like it, we'll go back. What do you think? And I was like, I'm having way too much fun. I got too much range for this. Like I'm sticking here, you know? So it's just, it, it's something different. And I, I think you have to be a different breed to want to do that. Oh yeah. Have you seen, have you seen Slapshot? Oh, of course I have. I've seen all the, the hockey movies. Yeah. I was going to say, cause the goalie wasn't, uh, I don't know. He wasn't represented well in Slapshot. Most goalies don't get represented very well. You know what? What I will say, the one goalie that uh, I really do like in, in hockey movies is in that love guru. Justin Timberlake plays Jacques Lecoq Rondé. Oh yeah. You know? And they're like, that's Jacques. And then he's just like, he's like, on the rooster. so when you're a goalie in hockey is there is the competition more or less than another position like are there a lot of people who want to be goalie or is it you know yeah i'd say there's definitely a lot more competition because like for a player you got seven d spots uh 13 forwards two goalies one one that plays so like for for me growing up there'd be like 10 or 12 goalies competing for each team so that'd be the equivalent of having of having like 200 players trying out for a team which like you don't get 200 players at that you know that level or or even like anywhere else so it's it's really really competitive and and the margin to take somebody's spot is a lot slimmer because only one guy plays right and it's a small sample size so to take somebody's spot is a lot more difficult as a goalie than as a player which is why you see players have a lot of these like i guess miracle stories of popping up a lot of levels yeah uh, as a goalie not quite like for example there's um there's one player that that i played with in winnipeg his name's aaron ryback right so he signed uh div three in sweden this year same uh same as me and now he's playing division one and that's that's a jump that's only possible as a player because first off you have, you have import rules so a team can only have so many imports from out of sweden oh. right and then on top of that are you gonna waste it on a goalie probably not yeah. right? so, so there's just so many more rings in the fire to be a successful goaltender than yeah. being a player it's, so it's definitely tough. more of a challenge more yeah like you really have to work harder than the average bear i guess you, you have to be better more often and more consistently cool and so when you were in sweden how many canadians were on your team if it- me and my roommate, the rest were all Swedes. We had this one American. He was a fucking dink. Like, oh, like, of this, course like this, he was. This, this guy would make TikToks and he'd rant and rave to my roommate and I about how Donald Trump's the greatest guy. And now oh, Joe Biden's the no. greatest guy. And America's <laughs> the greatest. Play. Like, fuck off. Just go away. 
It's like nobody so, cares in Sweden. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> well, the Swedes are very introverted people, so they're very opposite of that. And I remember, you know, like, really? Oh, you have no. Let me. I'm gonna tell you a story, Dave. So typically for me, you go to the grocery, COVID or no COVID, you go to the grocery store, you check your, your shit out, and you know, you put your zucchini, your toilet paper, your shit tickets, all that stuff on the conveyor belt. They check it out. Hey, how's your day going? Good. How are you? Ah, oh, I got six hours to go. Ah, uh, top ship. Yeah, okay. Debit, cash, credit. All right. Total comes to one twelve. Right? That's usually the formula. In Sweden, they say nothing to you. And then I usually say, hello, how's your day going? And they, they look at you with eyes wide open. And then they ignore you, right? So, Maybe they just don't speak English. Well, because they don't, they don't like small talk. Like they, they do speak oh. English, but they don't like small talk. And so there, there's this one girl that I've seen in Stockholm for a little bit. And, and we, we went to the grocery store to pick up some food to make dinner one night. And, and we're in line together. And I, I do my normal, hey, how's it going? Nothing. Not a single word. And she look, and she looks at me and then looks at the girl that I'm beside because she looks a little more Swedish than I do. And, and she says something in Swedish. And then so we check out the grill. She's like, hey, we walk out. And I said, what did she say to you? She's like, she said, she said oh, the, the cashier lady was asking, like, why was this man being so friendly to me? Like, is that your boyfriend? Like, you should be suspicious. And she's like, oh, no, he's just Canadian. He's very, very friendly. Don't worry. <laughs> you know? So like the very introverted people. And I remember, so like, I'm all for team activities and whatnot. And, and this one American guy, he, he invited me to um, uh, to, to come out with him and, and one of his buddies for, for dinner. And the funny thing is, so like I sit at, at the one end of the locker room. My roommate sits beside me. And this American guy sits beside him. So he invites me over for, like to go for a goal for dinner. But he doesn't invite my roommate. Just want my roommate. Right? I'm like, okay, like I don't, I don't like those vibes, right? And, and, and he's just shit talking my roommate the entire time. And then uh, he gets, he gets this camera guy to come out, and he's like, uh, hey man, uh, take, take my picture beside this bridge. Take this picture of me here, here, here. And, and he's setting up fucking Instagram profile pics, and this guy's the biggest fruitcake in all Sweden. <laughs> like, I remember, I saw, I saw him take the pictures, and these guys walk by me, and they look at me, they look at the camera, they look back at me, and I say to them, don't worry, he's just taking Instagram pictures. He's a fruit. And they're like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> It's Swedish. And a day later, I see him post a picture on Instagram, and it's like, can't wait to, to experience the greatest country. Though. Great to be back. And I show my roommate. I'm like, dude, look at this little fruitcake, man. I can't believe this guy. What a weasel. But I'm putting clear tape on his blades tomorrow. That's awesome. So are the Swedes as good looking as I uh, believe them to be? Oh, the men, Dave. You know, here's the thing. The, the women are great. I'm, I'm telling you, a Canadian 10 is a Swedish 7, maybe even a 6.5. Like, they are They're great. But the thing is, the men are even better looking. They have this jawline. They have the beard. They have the hair, the eyes, the big, the, the, the nice schnoz. Not like mine where it's like a fucking <laughs> potato, but like an actual, like a, like a nice nose. And they're just good looking people. And I, and I said to my roommate, Liam, I, I call him Sweens. I says, Sweens, buddy, like if we're having a hard time with ladies, like we could probably pull a couple of men. Like these guys are good looking, you know? He, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like gay jokes. But. That's awesome. So did you have a harder time meeting women or did they like the fact that you look differently? And we're so polite. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's funny. So, so I have a, I have a mullet, right? Oh, that's like awesome! A, oh, God. fucking mullets! Just before you tell your story, yeah, it's very <laughs> triggering, Jen. When was that, Jen? Like two years ago. Well, we were trying to launch a new business, yeah. like an actual I business. Grew, I grew, I grew a mullet, and it was fantastic. It was, I, I went and I got uh, what everybody else called the angry lesbian haircut. Uh, but I finally had like the perfect <laughs> mullet, and I walked around. And I was so proud, oh, and I was like, God. and Jen begged me. To cut it. Yeah. Because we were we, about to go to a conference where we had to be taken seriously. No, we were going to Red Deer to meet with that, the, those. Yeah, we to be taken seriously. We're not hockey players. Yeah. And all, like <laughs> Je, Jen and I joke around a lot, and all of a sudden, serious Jen come out and she's like, David, seriously, <laughs> you need to cut the hair. So I admire your mullet. 
<laughs> oh, thank you. So, so in, in Sweden, they have Espresso House, which is basically Starbucks of Sweden. And uh, first couple of days there, my, my roommate Swains, he's like, man, like that mullet is disgusting. You got to get rid of it. And so we, we go to the Espresso House. I like he him. What's his, his name? Drink. I'll follow him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he orders his drink. I order my drink. And uh, we're checking out. And the, the lady, uh, she gives me my order. And she's like, that's a very nice mullet. I don't know why I'm making the Swedes sound like horror. But they, uh, I had that happen one time. And uh, I got a couple other compliments. But one time Burger King and uh, a couple other ladies enjoyed the mullet. Yeah, no, I think I, I would be surprised if women, do, do women find you more appealing when they find out you're Canadian or no? I, th- I think the Canadian thing works more than the mullet. Thing. Like, the, uh, like that, that same girl that I was seeing in Sweden, she, uh, she says to me one night, she's like, you always had curly hair. Would you ever want to straighten? And I was like, oh, I don't know. She's like, can I straighten your hair? I'm like, okay, sure. So she straightens my mullet. Now I look like Chad Kruger and Nickelback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so, and I was, so I filmed it and I put it on the vlog. And, and obviously a lot of people in the comments are like, what the fuck? We <laughs> look like Chad Kruger and Nickelback. They, they used to have, I don't exactly understand if the Swedes were part of this or if it's true, but they're so good looking because they used to have like racial purity laws or something. Didn't they? Didn't they used to do what's it? They believed in eugenics like a hundred years ago. Like no inbreeding kind of deal. Mm. I think that's everywhere. That you I think if you didn't fit a certain profile, they didn't let you have kids or something like that. I, I don't know about that, but the Swedes are very good looking and they're very yeah, consistent. Yeah, what you're, what you're saying well, is if that's actually how they did it, you'd advocate for it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm happy to jump into the cooker now, but maybe not so much when they're implementing that. Yeah, she wanted to get, the girl wanted to get serious with you, but before she took you to her parents, you know, there's this genetic code we sort of follow. I need you to straighten your hair and don't smile. Don't smile and talk to my dad. You know, you got to be a little. Well, you know what? So like the Swedes, like they're always speaking Swedish. Like they'll only speak English if like you, like you try to make them, I guess, like in my experiences. And so um, another girl I'm hanging out with, we're making dinner and she gets a FaceTime call and she's like, oh, who is it? I'm like, oh, it's your mom. So, okay. So she answered the call. And I guess like I was like peeping in the corner, like the back of the background. And then um, like they're speaking in Swedish. And I said, oh, what did your mom want? She's like, oh, she saw you. She's like, who is that? And I was like, oh, he, it's just a friend. He's gay. <laughs> Wow. I can't believe she'd tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of awkward. I mean, I met the stranger on the internet. He's from Canada. He's got a mullet. He doesn't look anything like what you want me to be marrying or being associated with. And now he's in my house making me dinner. <laughs> what do you think he's doing next? <laughs> Laying pipe. So where do you meet people when you're in Sweden? Is it like Tinder for Sweden? Or? Oh, you got you to gotta go to the watering hole. Oh, oh the watering hole. Uh, so like well, really meeting there, people there, in, in person. <laughs> Well, there, there was one girl I met at the grocery store one time. We were, uh, what the hell were we looking at? We were looking for like cheeses or something. And like, I was genuinely confused with the store, but she was also good looking. So obviously I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to ask her about cheese. And uh, we were talking about cheese slice. So in Sweden, they have like a, a, a cheese slice. It's like a... It's like a vegetable peeler, but for cheese, okay, yeah. it's like really popular. I was asking, I was like, what's the best brand of, of cheese? Like, well, first off, I said, excuse me. And she, and she talked to me in Swedish. And I said, uh, English only, uh, no Swedish. And then I was asking about the cheese slice. And they ended up uh, asking for a number and asking her to go on a date or whatever. Well, or asking for a number Just like that, her, eh? Chill. <laughs> it's a little simpler than that. But uh, the, the watering hole, the watering hole is very hit and miss. Because I feel like the, the Swedish women's approach online is a little bit different than North American. So maybe going in guns a blazing in Canada doesn't really work in, in Sweden. So you got to dial it back a bit. You got to play hard to get. Well, wait, wait. What is the watering hole? It's hard to get when you're hard to be wanted. But the the watering hole is any online dating app. Oh, oh, okay. Well, okay. Who, if you're on an online dating app, what do they expect? So back to the watering hole. Quench the thirst. I mean, like, I, I've tried them all. I mean, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Punjabi Mingle. Like they're Punjabi all Mingle. they all they all have their own. They all have their own purpose. I mean, just some are a little bit more functional than others. Have you been on the Mormon one? There's a Mormon one. Maybe that's the next one you got to do. What was that one called, David? Mutual. (laughs) 
a mutual. <laughs> oh, no, not yet. Not yet. I'll, I'll get there eventually. Yeah, we had a we had a, uh, a lovely uh, Mormon lady on, and uh, or LDS is where she was called. She was part oh, yes, of the LDS right, church. Yeah. And uh, just forewarning, as she said, we said, does it come up if you're Mormon or not? She's like, yeah, it comes up pretty early. <laughs> you don't have to be Mormon to be on it. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I think I got one of the best bios in the game right now as far as an online dating app goes. Okay, what's your bio? Yeah, let's hear it. Think, yeah, let's on. hear it. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here. It's, it's, I'm biased. But I think it's pretty David, good. do you still have your bio from back so, in your days? No, good God, no. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a pros and cons list, oh, right? Okay. So pros and they're they're ordered in uh, most important to least important. Okay. So the top, the first one. So pros, he's very tall. He can cook for you. He's got a Costco membership. And he plays hockey. <laughs> oh yeah. Costco right? membership is a key key quality. Yeah, that's a yes. good one. That was smart to put on. <laughs> that right, and the Costco membership says like commitment. Yeah. Like I'm in it for the long term game, investments kind of deal. You're smart. You're now a smart you're shopper. You're prudent. Yeah, you, you buy in bulk. I like to save money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking ahead. You've got toilet game. paper at home because you shop at Costco. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoarding shit tickets like you wouldn't believe. And then you go to the cons list, and top of the cons list is plays hockey as well, has a mullet, loves pineapple on pizza, does listen to Nickelback frequently, and the Costco membership expired in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel. I mean that. I feel bad for building up the Costco membership. <laughs> Well, well, see, yeah. it's an emotional roller coaster. You want them to feel something. And that usually gets them feeling some form of way. Yeah, and then take it away, then rip it away, right? You're like, oh, I've got a Costco membership. No, I don't. Just kidding. I, I think it's good that we'll you put the pineapple the- on the pizza thing early. <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't That's imagine important. being on like a second or a third date and then finding out they don't like pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Like, what are deal breakers? Like, what's a deal breaker? Yeah, Jen knows mine. I was going to say, do you have any, David? <laughs> uh, well, if, if she's into like pegging, that might pegging, be like that's a, the only deal breaker a, a, you like, have. I, I might pull the shoot on that one. What about Apple versus Android or, you know, Mac versus PC or. Uh... I, I don't trust people with Android phones because oh. like at least like I can FaceTime you. I can kind of like, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't like you're a weirdo if you're on an Android. <laughs> See, deal breaker. David still uses a BlackBerry. So that's. Uh, <laughs> I, have, that's... I have a BlackBerry Android phone. <laughs> Yeah. And the funny thing about my phone, I was going to mention this earlier because I sent something. My my letter B doesn't work. So a lot of times if I'm like composing a message, I have to be like, how can I do this without a B? <laughs> so instead of babe, it's just A? <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be sweetie. Dave, how do you take your coffee? I like it like my men. <laughs> so what's your deal breaker there, David? It's just normal people, Yeah, no, right? I, I don't have a deal breaker. I don't, I don't know. I'm never going to date again. <laughs> Yeah, no, stuff. I've got I've got a girlfriend right no, now. No, David's not against butt stuff. As we've, if you've yeah, listened to the know. podcast, well, you I would don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. The uh, and if and if have you ever heard of uh, have you ever heard of a cereal bowl? No, no. What is that? Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> so getting cereal bowl is like when like penetrate her ass big enough for like you shove your hand oh, in there. Oh my god! Right? And, but but then like you got to clean it out. You're like you dump like some milk in there. So if you're in like skim, like oat milk, Ooh, like whatever you're into, this? you put the milk in there. And like cereal, then you just like have like your Cheerios in the morning, like right yeah. over there. No one does that. No one does that. The, the funny I, I, thing I, is, I, some guy had to think of that. <laughs> it was probably Army Hammer. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, uh, Jen. Yeah. I don't think. Realistically, it's probably some guy who's sitting like by his dishwasher. Like, yeah, I don't think Jen. Dishes. Jen, you've never. It's you, an incel. It's an incel. You've never had the backdoor thing, right, Jen? We've talked about that before. No, no. Yeah, she. So she doesn't. I don't think Jen gets it. How it's not like other things where if they have to get wider, they then constrict right away the back door stays wide for a while and it's the most disconcerting thing so i could see some guy when he was like you you could pour some milk in there oh my god probably avoid having to do dishes again later this morning too (laughs) 
So what are you doing now? So you came to uh, Leduc slash Edmonton. Yeah. What are the point of your travels right now? One of my travels are kind of like to get get away from like the craziness of like shutting down ranks and shutting down like opportunities to train. So like I was just in, I was in Jasper for two oh, or three sweet. days. We were skate yeah, we were skating outdoors. No no pigs anywhere in sight. Nobody gonna rat or call the snitch line. You know, like just out there enjoying the beauty of nature, enjoying the beauty of Alberta, just skating in some fresh air, hanging out with some great great guys, having a good time. Head down to Edmonton, same thing. We skated an outdoor rink today. We got a little little game of shitty going, which is oh, cool. awesome. And and stuff that you can't do, like in places like Winnipeg or places like Toronto or Hamilton, like just trying to just create some opportunities. Yeah, like it's probably going to be in smaller town places like Jasper or whatnot, but better than sitting and rotting in my apartment in Winnipeg or sitting and rotting anywhere else. Oh, yeah, or sure. just being in Winnipeg in, in general, quite frankly. Yeah. When you play shinny, do you play goal or do you just play a regular game? Or I got to play goal, yeah. He's trying to train yeah. David. Yeah, if you go skating, so say you you just go skating for recreationally or something, do you use a goalie skates or do you have another pair of skates? I, I literally don't own any other goalies or any other skates. I don't have goalie skates. So, what's the difference? Uh, it's goalie skates. Yeah, and, what's a goal? Yeah, so goalie skates are basically like they're a lot lower to the ice. They're lower so you get like a better attacking angle because you're pushing off the ice and like down on your knees and whatnot. Um, they're, they're meant more for going east to west as opposed to like player skates or like north to south. Yeah. That's why they're higher up. Oh, good to know. So, and they're more expensive. My of course son, they are. Who, of course they are. <laughs> my son, who's eight years old, is obsessed with hockey, which is very strange because my husband and I have never watched hockey. Like, we're just not hockey people. So, it's like, I don't even know how he has developed this hobby, but he's obsessed with hockey. Well, he's uh, Canadian. Hockey, just, I guess. I don't know. My mother once said to me, you'll never find a man who doesn't like sports. <laughs> I showed her. <laughs> oh, so Sean doesn't like sports at all? <laughs> uh, soccer from, uh, like, European soccer would be about it because he's Dutch, right? So... Was he born in? Yeah. Wherever Dutch people come from? Yeah. The Netherlands. Dutchland? <laughs> the Netherlands. Yeah, the Netherlands. That's it. Was he born there? How's he? I don't yeah, understand. I don't understand Canadians who have interest in soccer. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. I realize it's quite a popular sport. Yeah, it is. So in Sweden, is hockey as like, uh, you know, levels you up as much as it would in like Edmonton or Canada? I don't know. I guess that's a, that's a tough question because like, yeah, in Europe, like the ices are bigger, like the rink is is like wider yeah. than than it would be in North America. Um, are there a lot of fans? Like, is there a lot of fangirling, fanboying? You know, like, do, in, do you have pucks? Well, you know what's funny? Yeah, do you have? Yes, we we, we do have pucks. Uh, what was funny actually is that when when the season started, the capacity for fans was fifty, so you'd have fifty fans oh, wow. for like a game, and then when when we started getting like five thousand cases a day, they upped it to three hundred. <laughs> of course, they did. <laughs> Because they were, I think they were. I think Sweden, their idea was to try to achieve immunity, like when they thought that was the yeah. thing. Yeah, now they're kind of backpedaling. But somebody important's grandfather died. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. So where do you go from here? You're in Edmonton right now. How long are you in Edmonton for? And then where do you go after this? I'm in Edmonton for about four more hours. Oh. Uh, after this, we are going to go. Oh yeah, uh, I knew that actually. Yeah, we're going to go grab some snacks, I think, probably at the grocery store or something. We're going to head down to a um, hockey store. Apparently, they're open. Uh, like a big goal cycle, like a goal shop, like goalie stuff. And then uh, to the train station, dump my ass off, and I'm going to go back home on a train ride back to Winnipeg. Oh, so that was what I was going to ask. Is, uh, at first, Megan, the same Megan from uh, one of our earlier podcasts, for you listeners, <laughs> said you were taking, you, were, you had to jump on a CP train. And I'm like, well, unless he's a bunch of grain, he's not getting on a CP <laughs> train. But you're taking a VIA train to Winnipeg? Yeah, it's the VRL. It's not the CP. I don't got that much money. <laughs> well, nobody can nobody can ride the CP. But what made you what made you decide to take the VIA train? Like, I, I haven't been on a VIA rail train for 
God, I don't know, 30 years. You are talking to quite possibly the cheapest fuck in North America right here. (laughs) So it's cheap to travel on a via train? So here's the deal. So like I've always wanted to like take the via like during like even normal times. But the problem oh, yeah. is like to go from like Winnipeg to Vancouver, like to do like a round trip or whatever would be, you know, a thousand bucks, 800, a thousand bucks. Plus it's going to take you like three days to get there, three days to get back when yeah. you can, you can literally fly there and back on the same day and for half the price, right? Now airplane tickets, like they haven't done that a lot, but train tickets have. So for me to get from Winnipeg to Jasper and home with bags is like 200 bucks. Wow. Oh, wow. So it's dirt cheap. But problem is you like you have to wear a mask on the entire time you're on a train. You don't have access. Like they don't have like a dining option. You can buy like some cookies and pretzels and snacks and shit like that. But like they're, they're literally bare bones. They've taken everything away. So you're you're paying 200 bucks because you're paying for nothing, right? As opposed to like normally like you're you're paying for a lot of amenities, shall you say. Like the option to order up the menu, to check out other cars, to move around and stuff. Like when I, when I came out here on, on the train, uh, we had I think about 20 cars and I think only seven were being used. And oh, wow. of that, we were 15% capacity, like 15% of, of the seats were filled. That was it. Well, I'm almost surprised there was that many people. I didn't, I guess I'd forgot you could take the train. I took the train a lot when I was a kid. And this is, here's a funny anecdote. I'm from Saskatchewan. So I went, you know, during the summer for a couple of years. Yeah, 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 I'm not there anymore. Although I'm in Alberta now. So there's getting less and less of a difference. Yeah. (laughs) At the beginning of the summer, I would kind of get on a train and go somewhere. At the end of the summer, get on the train and come back. And one year I went to BC, one year I went to Toronto. And one of the interesting things when I was young, you could not have beverages served in aluminum cans in Saskatchewan. I know that sounds absolutely bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was like it was like against the law in Saskatchewan. What were they trying to accomplish? I have no idea. I have no (laughs) idea. I just remember like it would be because I also come from a pretty shitty part of Saskatchewan and it would be like a huge status symbol to have like a a pop can in your lunch because it meant you got to travel outside of Saskatchewan. This is really explaining a lot. Yeah, yeah, it would be this big thing. So the funny thing, though, was when the train would cross into Saskatchewan, it was no longer allowed to serve pop cans until a few hours later when it drove back out of Saskatchewan again. So, really? yeah, I, you know, what? I might go on the train. I'm, I guess I happen to wear the mask. So but you can you can obviously take food and beverage onto the train with you. Yeah. So the key is going to be bringing snacks, which is why like, I got to go pick up some snacks later, because like you're literally you can buy cookies, pretzels or beer. And we're talking like overpriced beer and pretzels, no doubt about it. So like, like the views are really great. The train's really cheap. Like I think like the entire train, I think we had like eight people the entire way. And obviously because everybody like at the stops, everybody gets up together and you talk to everybody, everybody's going for work. Like there's not a oh, single yeah. person outside of me traveling for pleasure. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do a roofing job over in Vancouver. I'm going to do a, you know, a, a carpentry job over in Leduc or whatever. Like everybody's going for work. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, although I, I did witness one guy blow a gasket on uh, one of the uh, the attendant ladies. So you're supposed to wear your mask at all times, even like when you're sleeping on the train. So like for economy, like I'm on an economy ticket. So like you have a chair, and that's all you have. You're in a chair the entire time. So you sleep in the chair, you exist in the chair, and it's kind of tough to sleep on it, the comfortably, as opposed to if you're in a sleeper class ticket, which is like twelve hundred bucks still. But you get a bed. Oh, it is. It, that's what I was going to ask. It's still super expensive, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, so fuckers. Sit, exact same trip. You want to sit in the chair? 200 bucks. You want to sit in a sleeper class? 1200 bucks. That's insane. Each way. So like two grand for like the whole trip, which is insane. But you can order off a menu then. But you get like three menu choices. One of the manager ladies kept coming around. Hey, make sure your mask's on. Make sure your mask's on. There's like two guys in the entire car. And uh, she went up to this one guy. And this guy's like, I'm fucking sleeping. He just lost his shit. He's like, fuck <laughs> off. He's like freaking out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, I love those people. We're looking for one of those people, actually. So next time, if you're on a train ride and somebody starts freaking out about wearing a mask, let us know. (laughs) 
No, we're not looking for a mask. We're looking for a. Yeah. We're talking about that today. You, you have like a couple different. You have like your full like anti-maskers. Like I'm not wearing a mask. Yes. I don't care what you tell me. And then you have like your I'm going to wear a mask at all times. And you have somewhere in the middle where it's like I'm an anti-masker, but I will wear the mask because I want you to shut the fuck up. And when I get my stuff, I want to go home. I'm <laughs> like I'm, I'm that person. That's I'll me. Wear it so that I can go get my stuff. <laughs> That's me. I wear it because I have to, not because I want to. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know what I like to do now? And I'm trying to encourage everybody to do this because it doesn't really work if I'm the only one who's doing it. You know when you see somebody with a mask but their nose is hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, Pre- pretend guy. it's pretend it's a penis, and just and just like tell your friends like, oh my god, I can see that guy's nose, <laughs> and then giggle and stuff like that. It hasn't really worked out yet, but I'm thinking if enough of us do it, then it will be just as acceptable because we let people walk around with their noses hanging out, right? It'll be just as acceptable for us to walk around with our penises hanging out. And no, I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but as a guy, and maybe this is just me. But you know, when you go to the bathroom, wouldn't it be nice to let your dick hang out and dry for like five minutes? Okay, but would you? Like, would you really just like leave the yeah, washroom and have I your do it home. dick? I do it home. I mean, your dick's so tiny. I get it. But I guess if it was a large one, would it's you really want it out there? It's tiny. That's it's sometimes. <laughs> See, it's not the, necessarily uh, the small versus large thing. It's more so the fact uh, it looks more like a piece of broccoli than it does a penis. <laughs> no, actually, you don't want it hanging out. I, I showed Jen's sister a picture of my dick, oh my and God. I know it sounds horrible. I know it sounds horrible, but it, it was, was like part solicited. Of, so you know. it was solicited. Yeah, and I didn't just. I wasn't like. It was like. There's this a long story behind it. You. Hey, are you yeah. single, and, Travis? I've got a couple sisters. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them's not single, but she she likes to pretend she is. The other even, one is. Even yeah. if she's not single, send her my way. Yeah. <laughs> So the the idea we a long time ago on the podcast we had this idea to do dick pic dioramas and it was more tied in with that so I was like really proud of this one that I did and uh, so I sent I I can't show Jen but eventually Amanda was like because I wanted to know if somebody else thought it was funny or if it was just me being an idiot so she sends it to me and she goes don't send it to me because if you do I'll send it to my friends and I'm like and they'll judge it and I'm like no that'd be perfect that's exactly what I'm looking for oh boy. So eventually, eventually it wears her down and she was like, okay, fine, send it to me. So I send her one, which I was really proud of. I think it was my birthday one. Yeah, it was the birthday one. And uh, I go, is it funny? She's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. And then a little while later, I'm like, did you send it to your friend? She goes, yeah. I go, what did they say? She goes, they said, why is it gray and why does it look like a potato? And I'm like... Well, that's not really the feedback I was looking for, but I mean, it's did they helpful find it feedback. funny? Yeah. yeah, did they find it funny? And she's like, kinda. And I'm like, oh, kind is good enough. That's a start. There's gonna be the one girl in the group who's like, oh, it's so cute. Really it's gray and it looks like a potato well what can you do but anyway yeah i when i'm at home after i go to the bathroom yeah i don't i don't put it in right away and i think so maybe the nose sticking out of the masks will lead to this utopian future where it's perfectly acceptable for guys to leave their rods hanging out for the record it won't oh. well not not with that attitude jen so you go back to winnipeg now and then is is hockey for you done for the season or do you still have any kind of hope of playing again the season's over my, my agents already told me just accept the season's over and just start working towards next season so it's yeah just trying to work out trying to skate when, when physically possible and just make the most of these crazy times on it because there's yeah. nothing else to do really yeah oh yeah yeah and and manitoba is still locked down a lot more than we are aren't they with their whole 200 oh. cases a day like whoopty fucking yeah. do Oh, uh, yeah. And our premier. <laughs> I have the strictest COVID lock. No, you don't. There's no, no curfew. Oh, wait, don't give me yeah. any ideas. <laughs> yeah, don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. Yeah. I think I think for a while in the pandemic, it started to become like one-upmanship with some of the premiers and things. Whoever yeah. could have the, the harshest things. So. Well, I think Rob Ford wins at this point. Or no, it was Quebec. No, I can actually no, Legault Rob wins, Ford. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Legault has the... The curfew. But Ontario's got the stay-at-home order where you can't leave your house between... 
certain yeah, hours, unless, right? unless you meet one of the hundred different requirements for ah, leaving your house. Gotcha. Rob Ford, what a bozo that guy. Man, that, that guy's literally just an impression of the last guy who sat on him. That oh, fat, my God. That tart. <laughs> 100%. Have another donut, Rob. Rob Ford. I'm not as <laughs> bad as my brother was. Doug yeah. Ford, whatever his name is. No, yeah. Which one is that? I can't. Which one was Doug. the Coke addict? Rob, no, Rob, Rob, Rob is, is the. the Coke I love Doug Ford. I mean, he was never on my premier. I never voted for him. But <laughs> if you ever watch the video where he admits to smoking crack, yeah, it's classic because there's a guy sort of there's like a press conference on and there's a guy standing in the background who probably you know was one of his guys that did one something of his for fluffers, him. Yeah, and literally when Doug Ford starts like. You guys want to know? You want to know the truth? You want to know if I smoke crack? And all of a sudden, the guy looks up from his phone and his eyes are big. And he's like, like no. yeah, I, yeah, I did. I smoke crack. And all of a sudden, the guy starts like frantically calling somebody. And it's his reaction that makes that whole video. Yeah. The, the <laughs> one thing I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was one of the reasons I, I lost a lot of weight at one point because Doug I didn't know Ford? that. Did yeah, because you, you know the, what he died of. Did you go on the crack diet or what? <laughs> no. Do, do you know what he died of? No. Fat cancer. Oh, I didn't know I that didn't was even a know thing. that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was a thing either until he got fat, he got fat cancer, and of course the guy was so fat. Hmm. I thought which, crack made you skinny. Like I, yeah, not him. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the doctor probably said, you know, in hindsight, maybe you should have done some more crack, but <laughs> he went a little too easy, you know. <laughs> oh, Alrighty. Goodness. Well, any any uh, last words or anything you want to plug? No, thanks for having me on the podcast and. No. Talk about your YouTube channel really quickly. How do yeah. people find it? How do they find you? Yeah, you, you go to YouTube.com. You search up Trav Oilers and uh, the first goofy-looking guy with the big nose and scraggly body, that's me. And, I'll send uh, my single sister videos. there. Yeah, I'll okay, send yes, please, please do. I'll send if my single, single sister to your YouTube channel. Who is knows? She hot? Is she hot? What's she yeah. wearing right now? He needs uh, a drive to the Via thing. <laughs> and my family's delightful, so we won't oh, really? judge yeah. you because yeah. you're not Some of them Swedish. Are. Some they of them will are. be disappointed when they meet me. No, no, that's what I'm saying. My family's a oh. large disappointment. Yeah, she's oh, she's going to have to compete with the guy under the table. Don't forget. So, Stephen, you still there? True. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen's had a lot more practice fluffing than my sister has with him. So, but you yeah. know, it's funny because you say that, but when when we had her on that podcast, it didn't sound that way. What? When she when when she said how many guys she slept with? Okay, listen to that podcast, Travis. Tell me which sister you're interested in. If the one that you're interested in is still with somebody, I'll get rid of him. <laughs> why, why don't we just test drive them all? yeah that's 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 hey, the spirit David's man trying. that's the spirit yeah that's the spirit the uh yeah and if i can't get over this a uh, great age gap then good good then then you should try yeah, she's 15 i'm 15 <laughs> they're all right when i go to jail <laughs> it was nice knowing you travis uh david Thank will bail you, you out <laughs> yeah Long don't worry it's just grand. a podcast this, this isn't really proof of anything yeah um so anyway thanks a lot travis it was great having you on good luck uh, in your travels and hopefully you get to play hockey professionally uh here in canada sometime or you said you wanted to go to college and play hockey right i want to finish my college degree first yeah okay cool that's awesome okay well thanks for having us thanks for being on the podcast thanks again guys Thank you for listening to the Loose and Conversational podcast. Catch us every week at looseandconversational.com. You can reach us through the website or email directly at opq72 at looseandconversational.com. That's O as in our, H as in our, P as in pseudonym, E as in urn, U as in urn, K as in knob, E as in I, I as in I, W as in write, 72 at loose and conversational, spelt just like it sounds. Bye, everyone.